0: Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from
1: 7.
2: Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk
3: Tonight it's the business end of the season for the winter sports team, so it's time to find out who's had a good winter and who's looking forward to the summer. In other words, who's happy? And who's grumpy? Yep, it's the weekend wrap on Radio Newark Sport. And these are the headlines. Newark Rugby Club came from 12 points down to claim the bragging rights in the big local derby at already relegated Southwark. Two tries from Matt Cox and one each from Booth and captain Will Britton playing on the wing in his first game for a month. Turn the match on its head and send the Cathern Road faithful home in a good mood. Note: Flow serve where another side had to come from behind to claim the three points. With second half goals from Sean Woolley, Jamie Lloyd and Tizer Shannon Lewis. Keeping the pressure on leader Selston. More disciplinary problems for the work so as Jack Beckett's booking. Looks like taking the influential midfield out. For a couple of matches, a single tie, the Martin goal gave Newtown all three points against Askham at Station Road. This was the Blues' first winning three outings, and they sit tenth in the table with four matches to play. The highlight of the last day of the hockey season was a first victory for the men's twos, and to make it sweeter, it was against Mansfield. The ladies' ones also ended the season with a victory. 1-0 at Belpa, And elsewhere in football. Grantham Town are all but safe after a single goal victory over Whitton Albion at the Mears. Ollerton Town have five points off a relegation place in the Eastern, North Eastern Counties League. They have five matches left to preserve their Step 6 status. And to the Not Senior League and defeat for South will beaten 1-0 by Bingham. It looks very much like Tony's friends from Stapleford are going to be crowd champions. But is their ground up for it? Will they be playing Step 6 next season? Could they be playing Flow Serve next season? Oh, Tony really is hoping. But as befits the weekend wrap, we're going straight to the telephone lines because this man's waiting to go into a meeting. But before he does that, he's going to talk to us. Mr Paul Hyde, welcome to Radio Newark.
2: Good evening, Mick. Good evening. And I know
3: well, you didn't play the weekend, but I cannot let what happened last Wednesday go without a few comments from you.
2: No, I mean, It's yeah.
3: got to be one of your best performances of the season. It's got to be one of the most complete team performances I've seen this season. It was a yes. joy to watch, Paul.
2: Yes, I think you're right on all points. Um, we were expecting a bit of a rough and a tumble. You know, they're a big side again. And, um, yeah, i well, come praise the lads in Hortons the proudest punch, you know, that we got through to another final uh, in what could have been a very difficult game, but uh, the goals closed. I thought George Aspen was unplayable. Um, and we, well, we just took him to the cleaners, really. And um, great goal from Sid after being on pitch for a couple of minutes. That, that, great, I mean, great ball in from Tom. That, that's... That.
3: um. That was the two points I was going to actually mention to you, Paul. George Aston, it's probably the most complete centre forward performances I've seen this I'm I'm giving all the accolades because it was that sort of performance. But was. you're right, was, he yeah. wasn't play. Well, They couldn't touch him.
2: It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when he just showed, I think, you know, had, had he played all the games he should have played this season, <clears throat> and had we got a full side out, like with Red Bad, like a, 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 a man's side then I think would have been there. I'm, I'm absolutely you know, we'd, we'd probably be seven points off being second now, but, but well, not even that now. We're we're close to that, sorry, on second, but uh, we'd have been close, yeah. Um, draw, it didn't turn a uh, draw with those that we beat the other night. Um, yeah, draw. Bentley. Yeah. All l- that dropped, don't it? Yeah, yeah. The, it
3: was the silly points that should <laughs> that's never have been right, dropped. It. That. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. As, as in fact, um, gosh, the, the oh, people that listen to this program know one of my favourite ever goals was a um, at Frosay was a Gary Breeden hard and low corner uh, that Kevin Smith Maskey hit it with his head, and it was coming out of the net before the goalkeeper even blinked. And the nearest I've seen to that was Sid Costas' goal. It was a gorgeous cross,
2: but brilliant. didn't he hit it brilliant. with some
3: power with his head? Yeah.
2: It, it, it was only it was only because he was horizontal though that it went in. <laughs> because he had it, if it he had it stood up, it knocked it over bar. <laughs> I'm telling you that. So you're but not giving air, him too that, much it, praise. He's, well, his there that b- bouncy. Eh? When he was up for header, he normally <laughs> knocked it out of ground. <laughs> I the ground. Remember, horizontally, why he fired it in and nearly killed the goalkeeper. But yeah, he's yeah, great. He's got great uh, energy, you know, and uh, he's up and down, box to box. A, so, quick, yeah.
3: a quick chat about the under-18s, because I think they've got no less than three cup finals to play in. That's right. I, mean, I, mean, I, yeah, I say the under-18s. Most of them play for you on a Saturday afternoon. But, I mean, they, this this Collingham set-up at the moment, it's so, so, so rich in youngsters. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you know, like, the other week it was two sixteen you know, and it might be that this week as well. We'll see. Um... But yeah, I won't say they all they all, they all play, but some sort of we, we normally have two or three, sometimes more, that come in and play. Sometimes they don't always get on, but yeah, and they won four-one against uh, Lincoln United, so that puts so them with three with three finals. Yeah, you know, and, you and, we, and... We're, in, we're in a final as well, so yeah, looking good.
3: And, and you look at this, against Lincoln United, there you are, a, a club that's two levels higher than mm. than, than Collingham. The, the, the yeah. money's yeah. there, the set-up's there, and yeah. was taken apart.
2: Yeah. Ability it's, and
3: passion, where you go. It's as simple... Paul, I know you're going into a meeting, so I'm going to let you go, but um, I couldn't let tonight go without to chat about possibly no, the best football, football performance I've
2: seen. I know, and uh, I, I, I thought that's what you thinking when you came over and shot me at the end of the
3: game yeah <laughs> you yeah, deserve yeah. it they all deserved it for that one yeah they did brilliant Paul. very much we'll okay. catch up with you again
2: next That's week see you. yeah thanks Paul. You, Tony. Bye.
3: bye bye um Paul I, then i couldn't let that one go without a chat with we- him i know no, we've got was... the weekend wrap and this is last wednesday but hey how that was um, and i know you've seen a lot of flow seven i know you've eulogized about how good they are but i don't really seen i've seen a better team performance
1: no, it, was, it was a cracking night and, um, you know, the, the way they played was uh, quite outstanding And it, did, it bodes so well for the club Because um, it's not like they've got a lot of uh, 30-somethings playing You know, they've, they've they've got an under-18 team there That, uh, that can keep the flag flying for Collingham for, for years to come
3: My star of the weekend I mean, OK, well, there's lots of stars of, of the weekend And we're going to come to them over the next couple of nights But in the big, wide world of sport Did you see Neil Warnock? Yes, at, I, th- I at thought the yeah, end, yeah. At the end of the game, he went on the pitch, stared at the three match officials, <laughs> didn't move, stood there motion. I mean, they must have
1: been waiting for it. <laughs> waiting for it, and he just stood there. Well, I was listening to Five Live yesterday, and um, they were talking... Uh, the uh, guys were talking about Neil Warnock was going to uh, comment at the half-time of the Liverpool-Tottenham game. On Neil Warnock in The comments were, were, were going to be aired At half time Of the game at Anfield And Neil Warnock Came on And said What needed to be said But without Being angry And it has more impact It does You know If people come on And the sort of Flex of spit Are appearing on the microphone It has far less impact Than when you just say Actually I was just very, very disappointed that we've got that standard of, uh, of- officials around. and you know, it's, um...
3: I mean, I, I've long, I have long believed, and I'm not saying the officials are anything, but totally and absolutely honest, the top six get the rub of the green. Yeah. They do. I, I'm sorry, but they do. They get the rub of the green. And Chelsea <coughs> got the rub of the green again. Now, that's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. We know that. The linesman's got two jobs. See if it goes out of play for a throw. You know, if you're offside or not. I mean, that that was ridiculous. And he's just going to be there next week and they're all going to surround him and everybody's going to be all right. That could send Cardiff down. Yeah. That could cost him 60,
1: 70, 80 million quid. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was two yards offside. But that could cost people's livelihoods. Yeah. You know, but by, by making a basic error like that. And if if you are a top-level match official... You know, there's there's really no excuses because, you know, you've got to be I mean I The guys kn- at Lowfields and Station Road have got an excuse. Yeah. But They haven't. I mean, I know uh, <coughs> from previous interviews on his way up the footballing ladder with David Coote. You know, that the level of fitness you have got to have you've got to be as fit as the guys that you're officiating against. And, uh, you know, if if, if, you're, if you're that fit, you're also that fit mentally. And there's just no excuses for the, for howling errors. And I'm sorry, mate, and I know you're not VAR, a VAR fan, and I didn't use to be, that's why
3: VAR has got to happen. it got to stop those errors one way or another. And VAR is the only answer. And we'll talk about it a little bit more, a lot more, on Thursday night. What I want to do now is talk to the manager of New York Town, Damo Parkinson, so let's see if we can... Uh, find him. Radio Newark, the home of Newark sport. Monday to Thursday 7 to 8pm
0: with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk
3: you can tell it's alive because i dialed the wrong number right, so tony is now going to try and see if we can get hold of demo get on with it um tomorrow night uh, power james brinkat smith is preparing for the world championships in tokyo no less so he's going to come back to uh have a chat with us and he's bringing his daughter ella who is also a power lifter with him i want to know who can outlift who? We'll find that one out tomorrow night. Um, Wednesday night, it's rugby. Nick Paulson's coming in to talk about um, the veterans match. If you remember, Newark and will join forces to go and play at Twickenham while well, they're joining forces again on Saturday before the last match at Newark um, for a charity match. And Nick's going to come and tell us all about that. And uh, I think we might have somebody from Southwell in as well. So uh, that's going to be interesting. We can talk about the match and the try that never was. Damo coming up next. Damo, welcome to Radio New York Sport. Hello. Um, three points and a clean sheet. And that's as much as it wanted to be.
0: Yeah, uh,
4: obviously, just want to just start and obviously uh, performances for Rick Lane, really. Um, obviously, it would have been his birthday on Sunday. Um, and obviously, still in our, our thoughts. I think he'd have been quite proud, to be fair. Um,
3: Good lad. Well done,
4: mate. Well said. Wasn't pretty at all, um, but lad showed proper character, determination, um, and desire, and um, particularly twenty minutes at the end playing with ten men after a bad injury. Um, and like I say, I think he'd have been fairly proud of watching that. To be fair, he
3: would have, and he, he, I mean, he would have enjoyed. If uh, that's if we could have dragged, uh, dragged him away from the cricket. <laughs> yeah, it's not cricket season yet. Knotts <laughs> was playing at Fennes, He'd have been. Where. <laughs> 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 but no, um. You know, you've had a couple of defeats, a couple of big games as well. So, you know, we're not knocking the fact there's a couple of defeats there. The Apple Frodingham was probably a bit, um, went against the grain. And Collingham, OK, that was a big a big night. Um, but back back to winning ways. Um, w- it must be awkward for you because you've said yourself, all you want is next season.
4: Yeah, I've, I've just been sat Uh, Having a pint, to be fair, (laughs) just thinking, (laughs) reflecting a little bit on what's gone on, and actually, Upford wound up because we we weren't good enough. The wind spoiled it, but two teams involved, and they cope with it. Retford at home, disappointed. We were good in the second half or first half. We were poor. Other than that, I've been really, really proud of the, the lads. You know, we've turned over quite a few players. We've had young lads involved. I mean, we've got a young Daniel Owls, 18-year-old. Um, he played 70 minutes on Saturday. Um, you know, a few new lads' chances, but just just really, really proud. Another clean sheet, another win. But we are where we are. And actually, when we took over, we could finish, I think, eighth. We can still finish eighth. Um, but it's not where we want to be. So even tonight, I'm sat sorting out friendlies and stuff for next season. We've got some big games lined up. Um, hopefully preparing to go and try and win that league um, next season but yeah a few more games left and I want to win every game
3: and um, me thinks you're probably going to be in for a very busy summer uh,
4: yes <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're to try and get ourselves sorted I've had a lot of interesting calls and actually it shows how what you're doing um, when you win a game on Saturday which I expected us to win and probably everyone did because you know, they're, they're not the best, and you're getting calls from some very, very good players from two or three steps higher, um, and they're calling me, oh, I've seen your results again, what are you doing next season? So hopefully, we get it done early doors, but yeah, it's going to be quite busy.
3: Will you be at Newark next season?
4: Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm hoping so. Just finalising a, a few bits, obviously. want to make sure it's right for us moving in, but we're what, open, what, so
3: What's I've... been the hold-up, because... I mean, I go and watch Gary Atwood's lads on a Sunday afternoon on a regular basis. Is it... It's not the pitch. Is it facilities?
4: Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few things we want, because obviously we want, uh, when we get back in, we we'll get as many people watching as possible. Um, so we want some covered area, which I think will happen. Uh, referees' change rooms need to be a little bit bigger. Um, other than that, everything's in place, to be honest. Um but we've just taken the decision We've one or two things not quite being ready the league needs to come out and sanction it um, which is obviously a slightly longer process than just calling them today and them coming tomorrow mm. um, but yeah pre-season we'll, we'll be we'll be down there ready to go and hopefully we're looking to have quite a few very very strong friendlies at home so players get used to it we get used to it and obviously hopefully um, the supporters that are going to come down and supporters they get used to it as well
3: it's 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 a decent one to go and watch football. I've been to some of these grounds where you are sort of standing outside a cage, look, looking in it. That's not the case there, um, so don't let that put anybody off. Because no, it, you're inside. Yeah, you're really actually inside like... it, and and, it, and it's decent to watch football. The railing's at the right height to lean on. Yes, um, yes, they are. <laughs> you know, which is another which is another big um, big plus. And I think once they start playing on it, they'll enjoy it because it does run true and fast.
4: To be fair. Those that have come and watch the Saturday, we've been quite gritty, we've defended really well, we've been rock-solid, um, and we've been quite direct, um, but that's because of the picture. We've been some horrible places, and that's how we've had to play, but training um, has been fantastic, and the ball's been flying around, and we're looking to try and play some football. Um, so that, f- that surface and that facility will suit us, suit us down to the ground.
3: It most certainly will. Moat. thank you so much. Thank you very much. We must move on. Um, um I can't wait till next season. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. See you soon. Cheers, bye bye. Bye bye. And uh yes, um I think he is probably in for a very busy summer, Tony. And it'd be interesting to see that starting eleven
1: sometime in August for New Town. Yeah, but remember when things were going really, really bad. And, and we were discussing the, the fortunes of Newark Town, and uh, it, it, it was doubtful whether they would complete their fixtures this season. And and it has just you know it's just been transformed. Nothing against Dewey and and, and his efforts down there. I'm uh, not saying that damo has gone in there and been the sort of kingmaker or any, anything like that. But it's just been a, a magnificent transformation of that football club. And, and it's so good to see. And, uh, you know, it's any club that's successful in Newark. It doesn't matter whether it's FloorServe, it doesn't matter whether it's Newark Town. Any team that does well and flies the flag for Newark, great stuff. It most certainly is. Talking of flying the flag and doing well, uh, next up on our um,
3: trip around the managers is FloorServe's manager, Mr. Craig Roach. So, as you do on a Sunday morning, you buy the non-league paper and go through all 17 Step 6 leagues and work at all the clubs in the runners-up position at the moment and find out the average of points per matches for them. Why is that important? Because the top nine, and only the top nine, get promoted. And if my maths are correct, Flow Server's sitting fifth in that little table. So, Craig, all to play for still.
5: Yes, yeah, um, oh, you're on that. two
3: point three nine three points per match.
5: Okay, I'll take your word. Looks exciting, that. isn't it? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it but the fact is, you are in
3: that. You're in that group of nine.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we're focusing on. You know, that's the important thing. It's all about trying to get promotion. Now we found ourselves in this position, so that change that table changes quickly. So it's um, you know, pressure picking the maximum points up every game now. Last five.
3: And it is so important because the teams at the weekend that, that didn't gain maximum points dropped down that table like a stone. It's all yeah. it's all that that close. You've got the hard, more or less, the hardest possible running. Five games to go, five away matches to go. Um, whoever sat there waking those fixtures out does not like Newark um but that's how it that's how it's fallen and I suppose to be fair to the East Midlands counties there's a couple of um, postponed matches to get back in there as well yeah, but yeah. um that is how it's fallen it is what it is um the problems that you've had at Lowfield in the last few weeks um that okay you've got over because you won again on, on Saturday might be better to go and play away
5: yeah possibly um I don't, think, um, I don't think it makes any difference really home or away um, I think our away form you know, at the start of the season we had a bit of a, a dip in away form and we were we we're much stronger at home but um, we, you know, we got over that hurdle and we've been just as strong away in what we have at home really so yeah we've got some tough fixtures coming up some tough places to go um, but a lot of them are decent pitches big ground so it should suit us
3: 1-0 well, no, down at half time to a penalty just before half time Um yeah. That would have put the crowd on edge, it would have put the players on edge, the supporters and everybody, um, but uh, you turned it around big style in the second half.
5: Yeah, certainly put me on edge. I didn't think it was a fair reflection of the game at half-time to go 1-0 down, but um, we paid the price for spawning lots of opportunities of uh, scoring ourselves, and um, you know, we uh, I think we dominated the balance of the play in the first half, but we didn't, never really penetrated their back four and put their keeper under any pressure. If yeah. you're
3: going to do a player of the season, a supporters' player of the season, a player's player of the season, a manager's player of the season, whoever gets in front of the Jamie Dodger certainly deserves it. Because at the start of the season, when he wasn't really bothered about playing Saturday football and didn't think he was going to be good enough to to live with it all, he's the pinnacle of that side now. Yeah, uh, Jamie again on Saturday. You know, he took
5: the armband on Saturday and he's he's wearing that because he's earned it. Um, and again on Saturday, he led by example. Um, you know his his enthusiasm, his work rate, um, and his effort. He's just it's leading him above everybody else at the minute. Um, you know, and he's got a great combination in there, the, the players, and uh, you know, like you say, Jamie lead, is leading by example, and, and he's one of the first names on the sheet. Yeah, it's an easy pick. For
3: him, at the minute, he's, 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 he's two thirds since he's
5: come back in this season. <laughs> An easy
3: pick, yeah. I, should, I think that's the one I could pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, he, he is—he's he's doing well, and I'd love to see on social media the likes of Sean Woolley and Tyser excited for what they're playing in as well. You know, they're not—they're not, they're not the Newark lads, but they've—they've they've joined in, and themselves, and become part of the setup. And they seem to be so. Excited for what is happening, and I'm pleased. And I'm so pleased for that.
5: Yeah, it's a big. It's a good, really good point, actually. And they have done. Um, like i say they're two of the newer players. Baz um, has been with us all season, but like I say, they have bought into the club. Um, they love the club. They love playing Everett at Newark, and they're kind of part of the furniture now. They feel like local lads, and we've been quite fortunate with that over the years. You know, Soulsman with us a few years now, and Kingy, and the lads that do travel out of town. Um, they are like part of the, part of the furniture, and they feel like local lads
3: i most certainly do. Um Jack Beckett's gonna miss a couple of matches because um he's found his way into the referees now. I'm surprised he had to ask his name but um he's found his way into the referee's notebook.
5: Yeah. Yeah, Jack no player who plays with with his heart on his sleeve, you know, it comes you know, his game does come with, with bookings unfortunately he's built enough back up now, it's his second uh, second set of yellows that leads to a suspension so he's got a too much ban to serve from now.
3: I love it really because if you took it, if you actually look at Jack Beckett butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. Yeah, Jack's. Yeah, he's, he's Mr. Innocent, isn't he?
5: He is. Jack's one of the nicest players you can you can come across off the pitch. But as soon as he crosses that <laughs> that white line, you know, he, he turns into Jack Beckett, the footballer. And you know, he, he had a battle on his hand on Saturday. they had a competitive midfield in there, and uh, you know he stands up stands up for himself. And fortunately, he, uh, he picked up another yellow
3: you wasn't surprised but at the end of the day craig what would you um, um, you knew in your heart of hearts it was going to happen um mm. would you have i mean you're missing two league matches now um as opposed to one league match in a cup match um f- for you personally what's yeah there's, there's six matches to play five league matches and one cup match mm. in what order of um, seniority do those matches go league
5: matches for me 100% take priority over the cup game the cup game don't really. I'm not really, I'm not, can not come into my head once to be honest. The final, um, it's right at the end. The league matches, the league will be over by the time the cup final comes round. Um, and it's possibly a bit of a just a nice day out and uh, possibly the cherry on the cake at the, at the end of the season. So we'll worry about that when we've got the, the big business of the league out of the way.
3: March 31st was ground grading day. I don't know if Slowfields has been great graded yet, Craig. Um, yeah. You can probably tell us the story.
5: Yeah, that was done on Saturday, and that's been passed off now. So we've uh, got that extra grade, so that's that's, uh, that's got us up, ready for ready for a possible move up next season.
3: So Lowfields is now officially a, I would call it a step five grand, but they call it group H or J or whatever, don't they? Or it's yeah, all I very confusing. H, H grade, I think. H yeah. grade. Yeah.
5: But uh, so it is. It,
3: it, it does get to a step five grade. Even the FA might let you in the Vars this year.
5: Yes, there's nothing to look forward to next season, we'll, <laughs> we'll certainly be in that, yeah.
3: We'll <laughs> certainly be in that and give that a good run for the money.
5: Craig, absolutely brilliant. Where are you on Saturday? We're first first of five away games um, at Barrow on Saturday, Barrow Town, who are sitting fourth at the minute, so another big day. And is
3: that the first time for you there then?
5: Yes, it is. Yeah, mm. I've been there and, and watched them. It's a nice ground, nice pitch, and not seeing too much of Barrow. Uh, since that we you know, we've been quite confident at our place, but um, they've picked up again since um, with a few strange results. Um, so yeah, the lads will have to be up for it again Saturday another the crucial three points on the on the table.
3: And the most certainly will, and we'll tell you all about it um, next Monday night. Craig, thank you so much.
5: Thank you, mate. Thanks, Craig. Bye. Bye-bye.
3: So, Mr. Smith, seniority, cup or league? League.
1: Okay, fair enough that's all right it. yeah that's the cup it. is just uh the icing on the cake but the cake is the most important thing because that's a statue you play out in your football
3: most certainly is and i'm so pleased that they they got through the um the grand grading and uh then now can become a step five club. So we're gonna sh- change the shape of the ball now we're going <laughs> we're gonna we're going from football to rugby um well oh, at least i think we are but he's wrecking the place um I have to feel sorry though for Clay Cross in going back to newark town and, and Collingham's division. Um the Central Midlands North, it's called, and Retford have finally overhauled Clay Cross Town to take over at the top of the um division. Um Clay Cross have been there since week one, um but it looks like for the third year on the bounce they're going to finish runners up. Retford, um, did it in style. They, um, put 10 past Dinnington Town, and the Knotts Club now need one win from their final two matches to clinch the title. It's not the Retford that we all know, by the way. It's what we used to call in the olden days, Retford Rail. You know, when we used to go to Retford and it was down, it was at the side of the railway track. And, um, I remember Ortonville playing a Knotts Cup semi final there, and RHP have played on there. That grand has been absolutely and totally transformed now lots of pennies gone into that one and retford will be playing step six football next season and uh i guess they'll probably go into the northern counties east league but whatever they go into They're going to be one hell of a force to be reckoned with. They really are. Right, um, as I said, we're going to change uh, the shape of the ball and we're changing it to a rugby ball. And, of course, that means the one and only Mr Rob Wardman, who's taking five minutes out of a busy schedule tonight to talk to (laughs) us. So, Rob, first of all, good evening. And second, (coughs) thank you very much for um, finding time to talk to us because I know you're a busy man tonight. But (laughs) a local derby (laughs) and a victory
6: evening folks it was it was a good win wasn't it and I know you watched most of the game Mick. it was a, it it was good to beat Southwell and we've won 22 19 um, and we're now three3 in, in league games between the two clubs over the last three years and uh, obviously the talk afterwards um, Southwell are relegated uh, this season that's confirmed uh, is when will the two clubs meet again and we've had a um, so, gentlemen's agreement that we will we will organise another game next season. Either as a pre-season friendly, or we may we may get drawn in one of the cup competitions. So, that, you know, so the rivalry will go on and on, no doubt.
3: Clayton at Southall, we do better at Sarfow. Um So, Southall started off um, like you would expect him to do, you know, um, they and the they went the game, into a twelve-point lead fairly early doors. Yeah,
6: no, they, they got the better of the early exchanges, didn't they? We, we lost. Uh, we started well, and uh, I thought we'd started. We got on the front foot, of front foot, and then we lost a scrum uh, on our, on their 22, and away they went. And then for the next 20 minutes, we we were playing catch up, and they scored two very good tries to get that early lead. And um, thank you to Matt Cox, our fly half. He got a try just he got a try back just before half time, which was made it 12-5. And at half-time, it was, it was anybody's game, really, wasn't it? Um,
3: that try was very important, wasn't it? Because I think yeah, if you got in 12-0, it's a whole different ball game.
6: Yeah, no, it got us back into the game. and It, it got us going forward and believing. We, we lacked a bit of self-confidence in getting that first half. And Southall had taken all the uh, <coughs> momentum. And the second half, it changed. And I was surprised how well we played in the second half. We, we found out, as someone said after, we found our Mojo. Uh, I don't know where it came from, but we found it for, for what, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, where, where we um, controlled the game and, and we came back and scored two very good tries. Um, Matt Cox um, got the second one, his second of the, the day. And then um, out wide with a good break by Kent Birch to put Will Britton, our captain, away on the right flank.
4: Will and on the
3: th- wing.
6: Will on the wing, yes. Um, get captain Will. And then to finish off our, our little, you know, a spell of really good play, um, Sam Boo, the, the little scrum half, had come on as a substitute. Um, he scampered away, well, almost from halfway, and it was a very, very good try. Uh, he, he beat the, beat the um, Southall cover at a little rock, and away he went. And I, I didn't think they were going to stop him, and on the hard surface, he, he, he had the pace to uh, outflank their full-back and wing, and he, and he scored a very good try, which put us well ahead, 22-12. Um, and then Southall came back, and, and, and they finished with a try late on. From their big um, one of their big props um and it made well, the last two minutes a little bit nervy, but we didn't really have any more alarms after that and, and I think we were pretty deserved winners, 22 twenty two nineteen we' we'd taken our chances and um, and deserved the victory
3: from a supporters with a basic level of knowledge and a very basic level of knowledge, I thought the difference between the two teams was matt Cox.
6: Well, he has a big boot and he's a big lad and he takes him once he gets a bit of speed up he takes some stopping I mean, obviously as a 10 he's in, the, um, he's in the firing line all the time and, and uh, if the if if opponents let him get let him get going then he he takes him stopping and certainly for that second try that was from close range it was his it was his power that took him over in strength and then the first one he, he, he got a bit of pace on the right and uh, used the space and uh, sped away you know Matt can play
3: very well, and he, he, he certainly got the tries for us on Saturday. Uh, and the other one was um, the captain coming back af- after a month out. His mother was having kittens well, that, he, yes, that he wasn't yes. fit, and uh, um, he shouldn't have been out there, but I don't think anything was going to stop him being out there, even if he did have to play on the wing, as they put it. Well,
5: I think
6: mum's always a bit worried, aren't they, for their <laughs> lad? So... Uh, no, he played very well, and uh, it was a good win, and uh, it sort of stabilized things after we had a we've had a rough month you know well documented things and we've talked about them and uh, it, it was good to get a win over the old rivals
3: it was it was very it was very good um, to end it last home match of the season coming up this Saturday, weekend
6: yeah, yeah Ashbourne at home three three p m kickoff so let's go out with a bang we, need, we need, you know we need to finish off with, with a good league home win.
3: It would be uh, nice to go out on a high, wouldn't it?
6: It would be. We, we've had a mixed season, obviously. We, we started the season well you know, in September, and we, we were heading the table after four games, and, and then we had a bit of a blip, and we came back before Christmas, and turned things around, we had a good January. But obviously since January, we, we, we struggled a bit. Um, so, so, yes, you know, we, we, we need to finish. We've got two league games left. We've got Ashbourne next Saturday, and then the week after Ashby to finish off and then obviously it's to it's, it's
3: break time I'm going to save the best Welsh rugby player of all time for another week when you're sitting in the comfort of your own arm, well, I must, armchair I've got my list
6: in front of me yeah. <laughs> 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 I must be, I haven't got my list in front of me tonight um, not, not from this
3: little uh,
4: portal
3: no, no no so we're going to leave that I'm going to leave you on this note that um, when your grandson rings you at 4 o'clock on Sunday <laughs> afternoon and and says that, um number one, he captained Whitley Bay Rockcliffe under-12s at the right. festival at Tyndale. And number two, they actually won the trophy. And there's a picture of him plastered by me all over Facebook of with, him, of with him. And I don't care if you're 12 years old, 34 years old, or whatever you are, if you go up as a captain and pick a trophy up, it's something I've never, ever done. He's at 12, and he's done it, and I'm so, so 12. proud. And that was at Tyne, Tyndale, and they tell me it's a lovely club.
6: Well, I remember as an under-11, except in the uh, the Accrington under-11s district cup, the Hunkoke County Primary, after beating Peel Park Avenue School four-two in the final, so there you go. You see, it's what memories I, are. It,
3: it's what I, memories are made of.
6: Memories are made of. And uh, if he's like my sporting career, he might, it might, he might have peaked. <laughs>
3: <laughs> say, I don't think say, he's opened his peak, but
6: I'd um, <laughs> say my sports career went uh, after that day. It was all downhill, mate.
3: But what a day! <laughs> What a day. What a day. And yeah. on that note, we'll leave it.
6: I was, su- I was supreme.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so from the supreme Rob Wardman, we'll catch if him you again know, next week.
6: If you know you've know been Burnley footballers, I was the next Colin Baldwin.
3: That well, that's the name oh. I can remember, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff.
6: Thanks, Rob. And if, talking of you for a bit, finally, we've got two youth cup finals. Oh, of course we have, yes. Two youth cup finals at Scunthorpe next Sunday. We, we, our under-15s, under-16s are playing in Derby at Scunthorpe. And from memory, the kickoff times will be on the website. But I, I
3: think, think one's quarter past 11 and one's quarter past one, but do check that out. Yes, maybe. It's maybe. something like There's about a two-hour difference between yes.
6: them. yeah. Um, they, that's next Sunday,
3: yeah. But Derby standing in the way of uh, two more trophies coming to... So we. We, may have, we may
6: have something to celebrate
3: next Monday night. I'm sure we will. Good stuff. Rob, look after yourself and we'll catch you next week. Take care. Thanks, bye-bye. <sighs> Rob peak, Robbie's footballing <laughs> career peak
1: in there, you enjoyed that, didn't well, you? Well, uh, obviously he's not had a great sporting career, but if you can remember when he was 11, there's nothing wrong with his memory, is it's there? There's not, is But, you know, it's, as I said to Finlay, you know, remember yesterday,
3: remember the day, yeah. mate, just yeah. remember the day.
1: We're going to talk about him later, um, the, um, the, the great Liverpool football manager, Bob Paisley, but when they won the um, European Cup in Rome, he uh, he sat there drinking orange juice all night and the players were falling off tables with buckets of champagne and everything like that, but Bob Paisley said, no, I'm just happy with my glass of orange because I want to remember every second. Exactly the point. You know, and, 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 and that's such good advice. When I got married, uh, my uh, photographer said, do yourself a favour tomorrow. Oh, this is the night before the wedding. So do yourself tomorrow. Do, do yourself a favour tomorrow. Don't have a drink all day until you get to to the hotel in your honeymoon. Because then you'll be able to remember every second of the greatest day of your life. And it's the best advice I've ever been given. And then when you get married again, you'll be able to put right what you put uh, wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And on that note, we we'll, <laughs> think we'll
3: press this. And finally on our tour round the clubs, the one and only Mr Paul Halfpenny. And it's a, it was the last weekend of the hockey season, but he's still going to come and talk to us next week because we're going to have a look back at the season. But, Paul, good evening. Good evening. Um, I'm not sure where to start. I was going to start with the men's twos. But then I thought, well, why not start with Limby and Papplewick? I thought
0: you might say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yet another... Surprise, really, with the with the boys. They they were outstanding. Um, you know, Limby Limby Papawick is a small little Church of England school. Um, so small that they have to combine classes. So Year Five Six are combined, Three Four, etc. And not one of those children who I took with the boys actually plays hockey outside school. So. To actually qualify for the Midlands was a feat in itself and to actually do so well at the Midlands, they um, they lost lost two and drew to. Um, very, very unfortunate, really, because they, they played so well and created some chances. Um, once again, another day out at Cannock uh, in the sunshine and a great experience for both boys and girls.
3: And um, the coach enjoyed himself as well.
0: Absolutely. I think we've found, I don't know if I can convince him to... Um, not to play so much football and um basketball and to take up hockey, but I've found <laughs> another extremely good goalkeeper, boy goalkeeper. He was amazing, absolutely amazing. He w- he would play county. Give him two years he would be playing county, but it's a case of convincing him and his parents to actually yeah. What
3: sport convert. to go for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um
3: We never talk about the men's twos, although really we're talking about the men's twos. They're in the wrong division, they've had an atrocious season, but by God, they've gone out on a high.
0: Yeah, beat my old club, Mansfield. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know quite how that happened, to be honest with you, but everybody in the club's delighted. Um, Yeah, great win. I can't really tell you much about it, because I don't know much about (laughs) it myself, but... A superb win. Yeah, we normally skirt over that, don't we? How uh-huh. many we the lost by this week? But yeah, we well, normally sort of, win.
3: you know, you don't do bad news. It's, you know, bad news. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't try and bring that into the conversation. But
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very. I was surprised, very, very pleasantly surprised Saturday night when I when I found out. Yeah, it was great result.
3: Rubbish season, but at the end of the season, they've gone, a, <laughs> they've gone away smiling, and they'll forget about the rest of it because Saturday made them smile. And well, that's what it's all Absolutely.
0: about
5: That's
3: what it's all about
0: And your Better your... things to come next season
3: Exactly Your ladies went um, went away And won in their last outing as well Which were, was also very pleasing
0: It was less than convincing Than the uh, than the home tie against them But as per normal you New know, ladies Failed to come to grips with the pitch um, they, they don't Play very well on water-based pitches They found them too bouncy um, And of course um, it was a beautiful, beautiful day Saturday over at Belper and, and they watered the pitch before we went on and um, failed to water it at half time so in the second half the pitch was drying out terribly and it was it was really, really bouncy but uh, yeah, we scored in the first five minutes um, Hannah Beckett uh, from a penalty corner again how good's that? And,
3: <laughs> um, this coaching must be working belatedly, but working
0: <laughs> I can't take credit for that But what I can take credit for I sat in the changing rooms with them uh, For the pre-match talk And um, I said to them they very susceptible down the right hand side um, Rosie just tore through them In the home fixture And let's do it again and that's where the goal came from, well, where the penalty corner came from, down the right-hand side. We absolutely destroyed them down the right-hand side, so I'll take credit for that, but not the penalty <laughs> corner.
3: If we'd <laughs> managed to convince Rosie Staniforff to play from the start of this season.
0: She, oh, she, She's had an amazing season. Yes. She, she really has. I, I think, uh, not wanting to badmouth anybody, but she, she wasn't really given a, a fair chance last season, in my opinion. She was messed about a lot last season. Which I didn't think was fair because she was she was hot property as far as I was concerned last season, and and she just needed that little bit of nurturing, as did uh, Hannah Lawton, you know, and those two girls have just been absolutely on fire this season with Danny Ashwell as well. Danny Ashwell coming through really as absolute strength at the side of uh, Catherine Hawkins there in the screen just in front of the uh, defenders. It's been it's been a really, really good season as far as development's concerned in, in me looking at next season and the personnel that, that hopefully are coming back. Personnel in the twos who I would like up in the ones permanently and looking next year to have an eighteen player squad who I can choose for a week in, week out and never be struggling for players hopefully next season. So um yeah, absolutely delighted with with the performance of the youngsters, and of course they're still with us next year as well.
3: Absolutely brilliant. Um, final word, Paul. Sarah Pascal, is she
0: not good? It's 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 not good. We we we've not had a diagnosis yet. Um still waiting for an MRI. It should be mid-April when she gets it, but I, I don't think she'll be playing much summer hockey this side of the summer anyway. And um, how much she's going to play through summer, I don't know. Um, I really feel for her, really do feel mm. for her, because she lives and breathes hockey, and, and you know to be taken out like that was—it's just not right. No, it's, uh, it's it
3: that uh, that is the almost a sour note of the season, isn't it?
0: It is, it is. It's it's um, you know I, I was looking forward to, to being a part of that game and coaching them, and <laughs> with, with Sally, obviously because of her team, but it, it was. It, it really knocked the wind out of everybody's sails, the way in which it happened. I mean, you were there, you saw what yeah. happened,
3: and, yeah. uh, and it was disgraceful, really. It, um, it, it was a shocking week for officials last weekend. It um, it, it really was, but anyway, look, the, it le- it the least said about all that, um, probably well, the wasn't, better now. wasn't much better
6: at Cardiff, was it? Uh, it no, that? it wasn't. We've
3: already done that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it wasn't. They haven't, <laughs> they haven't improved at that standard either. Paul, next week, um, can we have a bit of a, a look back at the season and a two or three of you? highlights and two or three of your low lights
0: yeah and possibly a bit of news for you if you've not already heard about what's happening next season i I have but
3: um until you mentioned it i wasn't going to mention it but i i have heard what's happening next season and after spending 10 days worrying and whittling um i was so so pleased when i found out what the news was but i tell you what you can tell everybody that next week i can do that all right paul thank you so much
0: Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye.
3: Bye. bye. And it is good news for Newark Hockey Club. Uh, it really is the best news for Newer Hockey Club because for one stage, it didn't look like it was going to happen. Next week for that one... As Basil
1: Brush would say, you can't leave it there, Mr Roy.
3: Oh, yes, you can. Right, I, I've got some local-ish football and you've got some scarce football.
1: No, it's just that uh, I am currently reading a book um, about... Um, the best non-Scottish manager, apart from Don Revitt, ever, and um, Bob Paisley, and um, he uh, he signed Alan Kennedy from Newcastle United, and uh, you're on a sticky wicket here. <laughs> <laughs> you really are on a sticky wicket. I've umpired in a few of those, <laughs> right. and so um, basically, um, he signed Alan Kennedy from uh, from Newcastle United. Kennedy had a shocking first half on his debut. Passes going everywhere, straight into touch, and he just had a nightmare. And he, he put his head in his hands when he sat down in the dressing room at half time. And Bob Paisley, who didn't say an awful lot, but when he did, it was worth listening to, he just walked over to him and said, Christ, son, this shot the wrong Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bought him. Um, Tickle me. It, well, yeah, I can, I can, I can,
3: yeah, I can find that. there will be, be an interesting conversation one one day if we can find a a, a
1: Liverpool supporter of of note, um, Shankly or Paisley.
3: Who was the best manager?
1: Liverpool fans will always say Shankly, but uh, Paisley was the most successful in terms of trophies. Yeah. But Shankly made the club. Uh, yeah, without Shankly, Paisley uh, wouldn't have had a club to uh, yeah, be, be, be successful Liverpool with football club. So I don't know.
3: Well, what well, one, one day when it snows or rains or
1: does something. I have been very very blessed to have met most of my heroes uh, through my journalistic career Uh, I I was actually at college uh, up in Darlington when I got the uh, local paper and um, turned as ever to the back page and saw that Bill Shankly had died that day because I I never got to meet Shankly and, and he would have completed a quite remarkable set so that's um, that is a, a, a major regret in my uh, you life. You see, I, sport.
3: I, I, I still, and I'm going to move on in a second, but I, I still maintain and I will always maintain that the great managers of old Shankly, Clough, Jock Stein, Bertie Mee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Bertie Mee, yeah, Bill Nicholson yeah. they had to build teams from players that probably wasn't very good. And they actually made them better players. But they all ha- your big managers now go out and buy the best
1: players. But they also, in those days, had something that managers don't these days, and that was time.
3: Yes. Anyway, we'll we'll have a long debate on that one because I can see us not quite agreeing. But we'll <laughs> have a, we'll have a long debate on that one. as if right. A football match at level six, step six in Serves League got called off on Saturday because the pitch was too hard. In March. We're in March, for God's mm-hmm. sake. I went to Southwold and newark at rugby. There was hardly a blade of grass on Park Drive, and it was hard. Yes, it was hard. There's no doubt about it, as the procession of players coming off having to have the shoulders put back into place and such like. How the heck can you call a football match off in March because the pitch... It's too hard. Oh, they'll never play in August and September.
1: Well, it's rug- ridiculous. Rugby union is what football used to be. That's the problem, and that's the contact sport. But um, no, it's it's basically um, as as they showed when they came to Low Fields. There's a problem at Ingalls. It's um, just, I, it, I, you know, I, It would be totally cruel to to, to to blame it on just a complete lack yeah. of brain cells. I mean, we're not
3: there, and the match officials must have called it off. The club doesn't, and the match officials must have called yep. it off. But add the heck you can call a football match off, because it's too hard, in March. it is just takes a little bit of believing. And that takes a little believing, and so does this. Um, it looks like either Carlton Town or Spaulding will be relegated from the Evo Stick North. Uh, the nottingham side lost one nil two leaders more in front of a gate of 80. this is the evo stick north your one division below grantham You're two divisions below national league status 80 80 people watched that well, carton Col- would basically drop into the midlands league which is where dunkirk are now at step five which is where obviously flow server open to be at the same level for next season
1: flow average away attendance this season is 81 and most of those have been going from Flowserv. Mm. but i mean for us to get to 234 on saturday when forest were at home with virtually a sellout crowd just incredible but 80 at step uh, four football and is that carlton town or spalding carlton carlton that is shocking spalding was well below flow
3: gate yeah that is um dunkirk who i've already mentioned they look like dropping out of the midlands league um into they would almost certainly go into the east midlands counties for next season Mm. so um if low service still in the east midlands counties next season it looks like they're going to be joined by by dunkirk which is a good setup and another good club but a club that is really struggling and clubs are finding it hard work going up a level and you know everybody who's sort of saying well flow serve should go up blah 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 bear in mind that the the bottom three in the northern counties east league at step six the same as flow serve, are Bolsover, harworth and ollerton all of which were central midlands teams in the not too distant passes this is harworth's first season up there oh. it's ball it's balls second season up there And I think it's Ollerton's third season up there. And two out of those three are almost certainly to drop back down into
1: the Central Midlands. Clubs find it difficult. It's it's a it's a big step up, but um, you know if if you've got if you've got things in place, you can make the step. That's on and off the field. If you haven't, you're in trouble. You're going to find. And and, yeah, I am not knocking half all.
3: Harworth are a good club and, and Ollerton are a very good club but they found it Found it, I mean the, the trouble with Ollerton is you've got the Ollerton, Renner, Clifton, Triangle I'm sure the players I don't know but I'm sure the players will hmm. are going around there never decreasing circles but um, anyway that's
1: it, it's getting it's getting to that time of squeaky bum time we call I, it don't I, we i've always found the trouble with allerton is getting out of the place if you've won
3: <laughs> well yes that's true although i've never been to Ollerton and won that but <laughs> to, 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 to actually know <laughs> uh, um having said that I'll, I'll go back to the rugby on saturday because 30 players started and 30 players finished not the same ones but the numbers there the referee kept them all on the pitch there were certain times, particularly in the first half, when they tried their best not to stop on the pitch. Um, there was two or three little fracas, shall we say, but it was all calmed down and the captains was called over and everybody had a chat and <coughs> shook hands and moved on for another five minutes before the next little fracas. But in the end, it, it can't... And, you know, I don't think he had his best of games, a young man in the middle, but he did keep everybody on the pitch. You know, he deserves he deserves a certain amount of credit for that one. And another big... Boisterous crowd,
1: yeah. But I mean, uh, it was a headline writer's dream, wasn't it? The way it panned out. Cox puts Newark back on an even keel. you <laughs> can't write that stuff. You never did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> After it, we we're well on the wing. No, right. it was. It, it, it was a good afternoon, and um I but, think both Southall and Newark supporters. But the best of it all is that Newark's. Third try, um, the Matt Cox Matt Cox's second try, Southwell claimed it hadn't gone over the try line. It didn't go over. He grounded it wrong side of the try-line inside the pitch. The referee was having absolutely none of it. It was a try. Sumpfo with a camera has got a photo <laughs> and it's now on the radio York social media pages which showed Matt Cox grounding that ball at least a couple of foot in In, oh thank god (laughs) in the game not in the it wasn't a try but it was given as a try and as we all know whatever the referee decides is correct because the referee is the final arbiter as i keep telling you time and time again and in this instance we're all in favour of the referee. And who cares, because Newt won. Who cares, because Newt won. That's all it. That tomorrow night, somebody else who I'm not going to argue with, James Brinkat smith <laughs> is coming into the studio. Uh, he's bringing his daughter, Ella, who is also a powerlifter, so I'm not going to argue with Ella either. Um, and he's off to the World Championships in Tokyo. How good is that? And uh, he's actually popping in to tell us all about it as well. So um, tomorrow night, James Brinkat smith daughter Ella and Tony Smith. I think we might just arrange a powerlifting competition for the three of them. Good night.